and welcome to Spiritual Crusade. This is uh, Talking Classic Talks with Todd Bruce and Kevin Beamer. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, I hope you guys are all having a wonderful Christmas and a wonderful Christmas break. We're recording this just after Christmas. I'm not sure when it'll come out, but um, yeah, we're, we're today we're going to be discussing Boyd K. Packer's talk from 2014. Uh, called 2004. 2004. Sorry. Sorry. I, oh. I brain cramped there for a minute. Uh, 2004, yeah, yeah. I, th I don't think he was alive in 2014, um, but it's it's a good one. Uh, again, thank you for joining us on Spiritual Crusade. We got lots of uh, things going on over there. We got lots, and, and everything's by uh, by volunteer basis, basically. So everyone who's contributing is just, you know, we're none of us are getting paid. It's not a, it's not a, you know, we're all college professors, electricians. Uh, and businessmen and, and whatnot, and it's uh, or stay-at-home moms, and, and it's 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 a wonderful place for people to gather and, and share insight and and uh, uh, feel the spirit. Uh, anyway, uh, you can catch us at uh, spiritualcrusade.com. Sorry, I'm going to drag this over here so I'm not staring away. Uh, spiritualcrusade.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, YouTube, a lot of great come follow me uh, discussions there. Uh, we'll, they'll be jumping into Doctrine and Covenants here in 2021. Uh, they probably already have by the time you're listening to this. So uh, give them a shout and uh, and comment and contribute. And we love to interact with people that uh, that want to that want to uh, interact with us. And uh, thank you for taking some time on your day to listen. Anyway. Uh, Do Not Fear by Boyd K. Packer. Uh, very timely talk. It's very appropriate for, for life right now uh, and life in the last couple of years, probably. Um, you know, and that's the fun part about a lot of general conference talks and, and, you know, going by the spirit or the scriptures or ensigns because you can take different things from it depending on your experience, right? And, and this one talks about, you know, you know, disease and inoculations and anxiety and stresses that you're going to experience. And, uh, you know, we'll get into it a bit, but he, uh, it, it's all very appropriate to 2020. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he gave it 16 years ago. So, um, you know, he starts to talk, talking about, you know, his grandson, he sees his grandson and he starts worrying for his grandson. This is 2004. His grandson at the time here is two. So now he's 18. Does my math carry the one? Uh, Don't ever carry the one. He's got to be 18. <laughs> uh, something like that now. But um, he was worried about what's this kid going to experience? and What's he going to struggle with? And he, as an apostle, he was concerned about that. So what is, you know, he, and then he shares his thought process about how he, how he kind of comes around and, and realizes that you know, if you can have faith and you can just trust in the Lord and that things will be okay. Right, Ken? Well, so, like, when I think 2004, uh, you know, 16 years ago, I was a young buck, like young, right? Oh, yeah. And I didn't have a care in the world at that time frame. Uh, I was probably naive as to what was happening in the world. But when I compare it to now, I'm just like, oh, 2004, if we could go back. Oh, man, look at how awesome that would be, right? Uh, and it's interesting to see how it doesn't matter when. We always can have this fear, this anxiety. Uh, 
that this can happen whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. And oftentimes we, we look back to the good old days, right? The good old days. But we see that in this case, the good old days, there was still concern as well. And yeah. it doesn't matter. <clears throat> yeah, you can, uh, I, this is my, again, my favorite. You look at the scriptures, you look at the Israelites or the Nephites, and you're just wondering how stupid are they? But, uh, and, and again, I've shared this before, but when I talk to my kids or primary kids or anybody, youth, uh, I just say we're just as dumb. We get just as distracted and focused on things that don't really yeah. matter. Uh, but if you put yourself in the shoes of the Israelites or the Nephites of that time, you know, very easy to get distracted or bent out of shape. Yeah. Um, you know, we see it now with people being so concerned about uh, the economy versus COVID versus, and I don't want to jump into that debate, but, um, you know, very easy to get distracted about what's the most important things that, that's going on. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough. But he shares a quote here from, from Helaman. Uh, he shows a couple of quotes. Uh, actually, I think it's Moroni's words, but it it uh, it said, And thus we see that except the Lord doth chasten his people with many afflictions, yea, except he doth visit them with death and with terror and with famine and with all manner of pestilence, they will not remember him. Helaman 12, 1 through 3. And he goes, Have you noticed the word terror in the prophetic Book of Mormon warning? So he he shared this in 2004, which is just like a couple of years after 9-11. Sure. And, and that's kind of was the stress and the, the, the issue of the day, right? <laughs> um, but, the, uh, you know, you read it again, death, terror, famine, pestilence. We're, we're seeing those. And, yeah. and, you know, it makes you have to question, is it the Lord trying to get our attention? Um, are, we, are we doing the things we need to be doing? Or are we are we distracted? Um, yeah, and it talks like he talks about how moral values are, I would almost say disintegrating. Not his words, but I would say they're very close to disintegrating, and they keep going that way. Right? They keep going that way, <clears throat> and I love that he talks about uh, <clears throat> he wasn't born in World War One, but he was a boy during World War Two. And he, he takes that and he's like, World War II, I couldn't imagine the feelings of what happened being that. Now, he wasn't in the war. He was just a boy at home in America during that war. But the anxiety, the feelings, the, I don't know, depression that comes along with that, not the Great Depression, but, <laughs> uh, and he talks about how, you know, many people have those anxious feelings now. And this is 2004. And just this keeps coming right this keeps coming there's always something to be fearful of there's always something that scares us that provides terror that can be something that just makes it so we miss out on life <laughs> oh, yeah. and the constant is that holy ghost that spirit saying hey it's okay it's okay it doesn't matter that it's scary and it, it's it's recalibrating your soul a little bit, helping you to just be better, and mm -hmm. and be comforted, and know that yeah. it'll work out. Like he uh, he didn't he he experienced the war as a fifteen year old, uh, yeah. you know through the, that lens. But he he really struggled with uh, pestilence in those days. Like yeah, uh, you know he goes we where when I was a boy, childhood diseases appeared regularly on every community. 
When someone had chicken pox or measles or mumps, the health officer would visit the home and place a quarantine sign on the porch or in the window to warn everyone to stay away. Can you imagine that now? You know, maybe we're not so far from that, but maybe. Um, yeah, you know, that was a very real concern. Uh, yeah. He talks about his sisters getting sick. And after they got sick, they got more sick. One of them yeah. died from it. And the other one had health problems for the rest of their life because of this yeah. rheumatic fever that they got post uh, measles. Yeah. And uh, it, it, anyway, um, but what it all comes back to is, is where is our focus? Uh you know, and do we have do we have that faith? Now, uh, he continues. He speaks quite a way, quite a bit about uh, inoculations and vaccines, um, and you know, he he shares that context because we can be physically inoculated, you know, to help us to yeah. be better or to avoid getting sick, uh, you know, or uh, we can be spiritually inoculated, and that's doing things at home that help us to overcome the spiritual distress that we're going to experience or have experienced or will experience uh, as we progress. Well, and he quotes like the famous scripture, 2 Nephi 32.3, feast upon the words of Christ, which is a such a great uh, illustration, right? Feasting okay. upon. <clears throat> and how important that is in gaining a testimony of Jesus Christ which helps spiritually immunize, whether it's you or your children or whatever. And as, you know, as a parent, we're so concerned about our children being safe, being protected, not being bullied. Like there's so many things that we have as fears and concerns and usually they're physical or possibly mental, but it just talks to the importance of and the effectiveness of spiritually inoculating your immunity. Immunizing? <laughs> Immunizing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I love that he talks about the best place to do this is in a stable home and family. Oh, yeah. And it's always the, been true. I love the language, too. Boyd K. Packer's got such powerful language. Yeah. One thing is very clear. The safest place and the best protection against the moral and spiritual diseases is a stable home and family. This has always been true. It will be true forever. We must keep that foremost in our minds. It's just, you know, powerful. Like you can't yeah. deny, you, there's no wiggle room in yeah. that one, right? Yeah. But. Yeah. There's an expectation that you should have a stable home. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it goes uh, well. The sh he talks about a shield, right? A, a shield uh, of faith, wherewith the Lord said, "You shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked." This shield of faith is best fabricated in a cottage industry, while the shield can be pol polished in classes in the church and in activities. It is meant to be handcrafted in the home and fitted to each individual. You know, it really is a home. What, what's the line? Uh, a, Home driven, church supported. Is that right? Home, home centered, church supported. Home centered, church supported. Sure. Oh man, I gotta go review that one again. We're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm. Uh, yeah, it's it's just such a powerful way to, to share that and reemphasize the importance uh, mm -hmm. of of it. 
Um, you know, he carries on. He goes, our young people in many ways are much stronger and better than we were. They and we should not be afraid of what is ahead. Uh, and I read, uh, I got Gerald Lund's new book on the second coming. It's it's very similar to his old book on the second coming, just with updates, a whole bunch okay. of updates. But the very beginning of the book, he talks about uh, the housing crisis and the housing crash in the U.S. that happened, I don't know, 10 years ago or so. And the, him and some 70s were sitting at a table having lunch in the office administration building. And, uh, and the stress is that the U.S. were going through at the time, the, the 70s were getting quite discouraged, thinking, how is the U.S. going to survive this? <laughs> and, and, you know, Russell M. Nelson, before he was prophet, came and joined them at their table. And he, he could tell that there was kind of an awkward silence or like a discouragement at the table. And he goes, well, what are we talking about? And they said, oh, we're just talking about this and that and the other. And, you know, and they're telling him all about it while he's eating. And when, when everyone stopped, he finally put down his fork and he goes, we're going to be okay. God is at the helm. The U.S. is going to be just fine because the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints it needs, needs to have a stable environment in order to succeed. And, and God is at the helm. It's, it's, everything's going to be okay. And... and you know, he shares that story before he goes into all the scary stuff that's going to happen in the second coming. <laughs> <laughs> to help well, I love, us that we can be better, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, I love a, a line from Boyd K. Packer here. He says, "As a grandfather who has lived a long time, I counsel you to have faith. Things have a way of working out." Very, like, very similar, right? Like, yes, it's scary. You should be prepared. We understand that. But at the end of the day, fear, fear doesn't help us grow. It completely destabilizes us. And usually things do work out, especially if we believe like we do that our Heavenly Father is at the home. And it's going to be tough. We're going to face some tough things, right? Yeah. But that's kind of the plan. That's kind of, yeah. uh, I like to hear he goes, uh, Alma called the plan of salvation the great plan of happiness. Uh, each of us came into mortality to receive a mortal body and to be tested. Life will not be free from challenges, some of them bitter and hard to bear. We may wish to be spared all the trials of life, but that would be contrary to the great plan of happiness, for it, needs, for it must needs be that there is an opposition in all things. This testing is the source of our strength. And I think as a grandfather, Boyd K. Packer, can look back on his life and see the tests that came and the benefit that came from it. But you know, when you're on the other side and the yeah. challenges are coming, it's hard. It's hard to, yeah. it's hard, you know, and, and so that's, that's the advice that he's sharing. Just yeah. making sure that, uh, you know, we are aware of what we need to do to overcome. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's having that wisdom of life experiences. I think of right now, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but when when I did my chartered, my chartered accountant uh, <clears throat> designation, at the end of it, you do this schooling and then you have three days of tests and you do three days in a row where you have four to five hour tests. And it is one of the most stressful things I've ever done in my life. I remember not sleeping, especially the first night. I mean, the second night kind of sleeping and just so worried. And after it, I'm like, if I fail, I'm never doing this again, blah, blah, blah. And I passed just fine, right? So like the wisdom now, I, if I were talking to someone else, I'm like, well, it'll be hard, but it'll be okay. 
<laughs> right? Like, but in that moment, it was yeah. absolute terror. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's awful, and it's but there. I think there's a reason why we go through those things because it gives us experience and makes us yep. better, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I like that. Uh, and I did it too. Uh, uh, getting my journeyman ticket, like it was a tough test. It was it was a it was yep. a doozy, but it's meant to be because you don't want just any meathead, you know, wiring your house or yep. wiring motors at an industrial site. Like, yeah. Anyway, no, it's. Um, but yeah, we can we can look forward with faith uh, and hope, and know that it's for our better betterment. Here he goes. Uh, this is one of my favorite lines, uh, and probably because of my proximity to a member of our state presidency who quotes it pretty regularly. Yeah, he goes, true doctrine understood changes attitudes and behavior. The study of the doctrines of the gospel will improve behavior quicker than a study of behavior will improve behavior. Uh, and, you know, if we understand where we, are, where we come from, why we are here, and where we are going, uh, yeah it gives us such great context for everything else. Mm -hmm. It's pretty hard to get bogged down on the day-to-day -day when you have that eternal perspective. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, it's such a great line, that behavior and how doctrine helps us to become better. And <clears throat> it's interesting because it seems to me when I've tested that, that it's been true. Right? Like that. that's a correct statement by Boyd K. Packer. And it's one of them that he is very famous for saying that. Like yeah. my dad quotes that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Likes to remind us. Yeah. 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 It's a good one. Yeah. And uh, you know, and, and it's, it's true and it helps us to be better. Just, it, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, who's the leading authority on any given topic in the world right now today. It's yeah. the prophet. The prophet can, can be a master shipbuilder. He can be a master, um, you know, astrophysicist. Like he has yeah. that direct link to our heavenly father, um, you know, and I would trust in his spiritual knowledge over wor any worldly knowledge that we can gain in any, in any other way. That's yeah. not to say that the worldly knowledge isn't valuable. Yeah. You know, we can learn that and, and apply it and, and be better. But, you know, there is, a part of us that needs to learn those lessons from the scriptures, from, from, from general authorities, uh, from our own personal experience uh, and through prayer. And, and that's how we get better. Yeah. Otherwise we're no better than Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden before the fall. Yeah. Well, and there's so much to gain in life by going through hard things, <laughs> right? Like that's a classic line to yeah. my young kids. You can do hard things. We're proving this. I think you've talked about that before, right? Too. Like that's a classic. Oh yeah. Hey, look at you can do hard things because we don't realize the hard things we can do until we've done them. Yeah. And then we're like, Oh, I'm actually okay. I can do this. Whether it's uh, dealing with, <laughs> you know, stresses of life or whatever that is when we're young, it's different. Right. And as you get older, you do hopefully harder things. But not everyone learns that about themselves, that they can do hard things. Oh, yeah. Not everybody learns that. It's, and it's, it's, it's a time and a season, too. Like yep. today, we had our, our Sunday school lesson, and we did church. I think we went, we went out and took care of the sidewalks. 
we got a dump of snow here this last week. It was two feet in the one day, but we finally finished, you know, dealt with sidewalks today. Uh, and after, after we got back from sidewalks, uh, I think we, then we did, we had lunch and then we did church. And, yeah. uh, you know, while we were, while I was having lunch, uh, the kids were downstairs listening to some music on their Amazon echo or whatever they have downstairs. He said, we announced it was time for church and Nate lost his mind because he was mad because he didn't get to pick a song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he's six. So again, context and we're like, Nate, is this the end of the world? Are we really, do we have to shut down the Amazon Echo and not let you listen to music ever because it's interfering with, you know, the church is interfering with your music. Your ability to look, pay, pick a song. I said you get to go first next when you're when we're done, yeah. okay? And uh, I, anyway, just context. As far as hard things, I've learned yeah. that whenever I try to teach my kids they can do hard things, I end up having to do harder things. <laughs> <laughs> but I can do those too. So. Yeah. So, so you're you're the one learning. <laughs> two summers in a row, we've taken my kids camping in the bush. Yeah. And the first year it snowed in, you know, July in, in high altitude and we got soaked. It was it was awful, but it was a good experience. The next year we went the other direction, lower altitude. And I got sun. I fell asleep on the lake and got sunburned so bad that I could barely sleep. And I had to hike all this 60 pounds of gear out the next day. And it was just a miserable and I was burnt for like a week and peeled, nice. you know, like a Anyway, we're all doing hard things, and that was my own fault. Who falls asleep on the lake? Yeah. But that's not something I typically do. No. Anyway, uh, the important thing to note here is that God is at the helm. <clears throat> He's, he knows what's going on, and it's all part of the plan. Whether, you know, COVID hasn't surprised him. This isn't yeah. a surprise to him. And these, yeah. these issues that we're going through now uh, with with. COVID changing and getting multiple different COVID strains. Yeah. Uh, who knows in a month, there, this could be a full blown, uh, huge problem, but you no, know, hopefully not. We'll pray and we'll continue to do the right things and wash our hands and, you know, not lick each other's eyeballs and things like that. But yeah, yeah. Um, we do all the time. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> like we would normally be doing. Yeah. But, but it is important to remember that God is at the helm. Uh, there's no point in which we are beyond repair the, the atonement of Jesus Christ makes up for that and allows us to repent and be better. And, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's all part of the plan. It is a plan of happiness, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, and we can have joy and happiness even when we're going through tough times, but it's, it's, it's not easy, but it's, I've definitely experienced that myself. That's just true. <clears throat> and, and uh, you know, staying, I, I, was, I had the thought just now, the, uh, you know, lear- learning the gospel principles and staying with the church is not easy, and it's not going to get any easier, I don't think. But, um, and we had this conversation with the missionaries the other day about why people fall away. And I said, I, I, I feel like it's not a conscious decision. I don't think they choose... Like, I'm not going to church anymore. And yeah. just I think that they just get busy. I think that they or they lose focus and then they it's a it's a slow descent to a point where they're not active anymore. And and um 
Oh, and then and then they their their shield weakens, and then Satan hits them, and then they get bent out of shape about something at the church. You know, and then there's there's different yeah. reasons, but um, you know, it it makes it all the more important for us to work hard on maintaining our our defenses and yeah. and making sure that we're doing the right things and you know staying on the right side of the line like it's not a matter of being on this side of the fence anymore it's how far away from the fence can we be yeah you know well and it's always the primary answers like it's that is what the gospel is it's prayer it's scripture study it's holding yourself accountable to become better and trying to be like Christ. And I love how the church has reworded things. There's a lot of strive to be now, right? Like that's a strive. Yeah. We, you don't need to be perfect right now. Yeah. Just strive. Just put some effort in. But like it's always the primary answers. And as we stop praying, as we stop reading the scriptures, uh, you definitely start to veer off. <clears throat> you don't try to. Maybe life just gets busy and you start to forget about that sort of thing or not make time for it. But usually you don't say, you know, a year from now, I want to <laughs> I want to be going down this path. So I'm going to slowly stop doing what I should. <laughs> and and that's my dad. I remembered my dad telling me this story. So I've used it when I meet with people. Yep. Um, you know, when they need to see the bishop, I, I ask them often one of the first question, not the first question, but. You know, near the beginning of the interview, I ask them about their their scripture study and prayer habits. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, probably ninety-nine times out of a hundred, if they're struggling and they're having issues, yep. they are not reading the scriptures or saying their prayers. <laughs> and it's like yep. it shouldn't be that easy per, to predict. You think that people who are reading their scriptures and saying their prayers are having problems too. And maybe they are, but yeah. Um, you know, they are, and, and at least the people that are coming to see the bishop are making that effort to come see the bishop. Yeah. That's one of the first things I do to encourage them and say, you know, at first it may not seem like reading scriptures and saying your prayers is going to help. But <laughs> as you slowly, as you do it and press through the challenge of doing it, it's going to help you build up some tolerance and you're going to start to notice a change in your spirit and, yeah. and, and your willingness to, to do better and be better and uh the the sunday school lesson we had today it was an elders quorum lesson actually it was on um neil l anderson's talk from general conference the we speak of christ yep and the line was said we speak of christ uh in all things you know in all things we speak of christ i don't know something something that affected yep. the question was asked how do you how do you keep christ in your thoughts 24 7 and we're, we're like that's tough because, yeah, yeah. but you do it by trial and error and practice and yeah. doing those little things that help invite the spirit. Yeah. But a little bit here, but it's, it's funny that you give that example as the question of, are you reading your scriptures and saying prayer? Cause my dad, uh, when he was in the bishopric, uh, he talks about that as well. Right. And he actually shared that in our Sunday school today, we were doing a lesson on what, Russell M. Nelson's talk from the October 2020 uh, women's session. <clears throat> uh, the name's escaping me. But at some point he gave that example whenever somebody would come into the bishop or a bishop or member and say, hey, I'm struggling. The first question was, are you reading your scriptures? Are you saying your prayers? 
And the answer was almost always no. Yeah. Right. Like that primary answer thing. And I understand that. Right. I understand getting to that point. <laughs> it's just interesting how we usually know what the problem is. We just forget. <laughs> we do. Yeah. And I think it's not an intentional thing. No. Yeah. I get tired. I'm, I'm tired too. And I don't read scriptures every day. Some mornings I wake up at yep. 5.30 and I'm out the door at 5.33. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I've got the little tiny section of the window scraped so I can see while I'm driving. Because <laughs> my work is like, you know, yeah. three minute drive. And uh, anyway, I get, I get to work. I jump in the work truck and I scrape the window and drive the five minute drive up to my change you know the, the the locker room there and i get changed by the time i get out my windows clean but i i uh there's a difference in the days when i've read and there's a difference in the days that i have and i can see that and recognize that so why is it a challenge for me still yeah because i'm human yeah <laughs> mostly yeah except for the robotic arm yeah yeah <laughs> yeah except for my my one tooth that they're using to, to track me um anyway <laughs> i'm gonna get on a tangent there now perfect um, anyway i i i'm grateful for the gospel and and it's hard to differentiate the difference between the gospel and the church yeah i always i always equate the church to being the vehicle which transports the gospel yeah gospel is the important part our relationship with jesus christ is the important part yeah but we, it's hard to have a, a strong relationship with Jesus Christ and 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 remove the church from that because uh, in Jesus' day he very much was very tied to the gospel and very tied to the church. It, it yeah. wasn't the procedures or the programs yeah. so much, but living the gospel, right? Yeah. Um, so you know. <clears throat> Take time for, for church functions, church activities. Take time for the stake presidency and the bishopric. And take time for your Sunday school lessons because it all helps to build up that resistance uh, yeah. and helps immunize yourself from these perilous times yeah. and, and helps us to resist the, the, the challenges we're going to face. And uh, Yeah. When I love uh, how... What K. Packer ends his talk. If, are we okay if we go there, Todd? Yeah, you bet. I've uh, at, one, at one point, he says, we are not blind to the conditions in the world. And then at the very end, he says, the Lord himself encouraged. And it's based upon DNC 68.6. Wherefore, be of good cheer and do not fear. For I, the Lord, am with you and will stand by you. And ye shall bear record of me, even Jesus Christ, that I am the son of the living of God, that I was, that I am, and that I am to come. Uh, and just, <clears throat> yes, life is scary. Life is tough. There are going to be hard things that you can go through and do. But be of good cheer and do not fear because I'm here with you. And we know that. And we still forget it because all of a sudden life gets scary. And maybe it's the media that we consume. Maybe it's the just how we are. Uh, <laughs> sometimes my anxiety gets going a little bit and uh, right. And that's, you need a break. So, but it's such a cool thing, right? Be of good cheer and do not fear. So that would me mean to me that we can actually be of good cheer while going through hard things. 
while going through scary things. I loved uh, Russell M. Nelson this last general conference because he said that exact thing. He goes, he, he talked about how we can thrive. Yeah. And, and through this time, we can be thriving. And, and the big focus for us uh, as a bishopric and ward council was to help people make sure they're surviving and doing okay. Yeah. You know, and like, that's like the focus, right? We want to make sure that, yeah. oh, they're struggling. We got to make sure that they're doing okay. And, and like the prophet's suggesting we should be thriving at this time when a lot of us are more focused on the survival aspect. And anyway, yeah. it's, uh, and, and I brought that up. And I brought that up in ward council and I brought it up in a, in a talk since we got back to church and yep. shut down since, but um, <laughs> we can be thriving. like, I don't know if the second lockdown seems just about as worse than the first one, but yep. um, we still can be thriving regardless of our circumstance. You know, we invite yep. the spirit into our life and, uh, and they'll do wonders that all we're asked to do is what we can do. We can't, we're not asked to do anything more. And those, those uh, James E. Faust has a quote about uh, the fish and loaves. The, the fish and loaves are what we offer. Jesus does the miracle and feeds the thousands, right? Cool. We only have a few, few loaves and fishes. That's it. But we have to provide them. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're not going to do that, you know, Jesus will still do the miracles. Christ will still do the miracles. But, you know, we, we will lose out on being a part of that yeah awesome anyway sorry i uh i had a story for every everything oh it was amazing i feel inspired <laughs> bishop <laughs> uh okay well i hope everyone's having a good january a good uh you know everything's working out and the 2021 has been better had a better start than than 2020 or sorry better 2021 than 2020 ended uh anyway we had we joked that our two feet of snow like of course 2020 has got to end with two feet of snow <laughs> <laughs> anyway it just was it was just the way it's got to be yeah um but i i'm grateful for this talk i love boy k packer i fully expect we'll cover him again uh, yeah and and uh yeah we've probably got a neil a maxwell one coming up maybe a dale g renland or maybe i'll go way back and grab a um, a Bruce R. McConkie talk or something. But Ooh, there you go. That's old school. That's, that's some deep doctrine. We'll be getting into that. Yep. Awesome. Anyway, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening again. Uh, whether you're listening on YouTube or Spiritual Crusade, leave a comment, suggest a talk you want us to cover, uh, and we'll ramble on about it for it for uh, 45 minutes to an hour and 15. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we appreciate you guys and appreciate uh, you guys taking the time to listen. Uh, and uh, have a good day. Talk to you later. <laughs>